The following podcast is sponsored by our own little world daycare and learning center in Alma. Give them a phone call at 479-632-0038. They've been voted best of the best for 2016, 2017, and currently in two categories for 2018. Best Child Care Center and Best Preschool. Give them a phone call at 479-632-0038. And with that, thank you for joining us and letting us be a part of your day. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, thank you so much. I'm your host, Zach. And last Friday, the Alma Airedales traveled to Springdale to take on the Bulldogs at Gerald Williams Stadium. And this game, from the very moment that we arrived, was already just not normal. A couple of weather delays and then a power outage delayed this kickoff until 8.33 p.m. The game did not finish until after 11.30 p.m., both the offense and the defenses for Alma and Springdale had to get out of their routine. And I felt like during the weather delay, when the other weather delay occurred, that possibly that this game might get scrapped. I was really hoping that there would be a break in the weather, allow these teams to come out and be able to play this game because Alma certainly needed it to be able to continue to work on their development, what they needed to be focusing on to get ready for conference play because Springdale has already played two games at this point. This was their third non-conference game. So as you can tell, they were already in a really good groove and it showed, especially in the third quarter. I would mentioned last week that we needed to keep an eye out on Grant Allen and Garrett Vaughn for Springdale. They were a couple of the folks that were on the top of my list and they did not disappoint. They definitely came and represented the Bulldogs very well in this game. And I'm just very proud of the Alma defense. They kept both Allen and Vaughn in check the entire first half. Uh, Minus the opening possession from Springdale, Uh, it was a 25-yard pass. We just had a safety, get their head turned around, didn't know where the ball was at. Uh, Alma did a very good job defensively uh, getting into the backfield, disrupting both Allen and Vaughn on a couple of plays. And really just not a whole lot of defensive penalties either. It was a very clean, straight ball game in the trenches between these two. And Alma actually took the lead on Springdale 7-6, to six, uh, getting ready to go into halftime. Um, the Bulldogs ended up getting a late field goal to... Uh, go up 9-7. to seven. It was a 19-yard field goal as time expired to go up 9-7. So they had a two-point advantage at the half. And the turning point in this game was that Springdale simply dominated the third quarter. Um, just like last week with uh, Alma and Van Buren, this fr- that past Friday, Springdale rolled off three straight possessions that led to touchdowns on 13 plays. And leading the way for him was Garrett Vaughn. He had a 13-yard run, and he turned around and had a 43-yard run. Uh, defense just was not able to contain him on both of those plays. And that's really what was the difference in this game, was Springdale being able to come around, get the scores they needed, but then also having their defense perform well. They held Alma to 12 offensive plays in the, in the third quarter on four possessions. So... When you've got a defense that responds like that, 
as your offense is going for three straight touchdowns to take a 37 lead going into the fourth quarter, you're you're feeling pretty good about yourself. So I'm I'm very curious to see how uh, Zach Clark and his Bulldogs are going to do as they uh, get ready for the 7A West. So uh, congratulations to uh, them on a very uh, hard-fought game on Friday night and a very long game on Friday night with the weather delays and the power outages. And uh, good luck to the rest of their season. And this upcoming Friday, we've got our last non-conference game for the Airedales as they will be hosting the Russellville Cyclones. And before we dive into uh, Russellville and previewing uh, what we're going to be seeing uh, from the Cyclones, I'm going to go ahead and queue up the uh, interview with Coach Doug Lockridge. Well, Coach, on uh, Friday night, you guys went up to Springdale. Uh, guys had a little bit of interesting uh, situation there uh, between you guys getting your warm-ups in, and as soon as you got done with your warm-ups, power goes out. You guys have a little bit of a, between the power going out along with the weather delays, uh, guys put you back by a good hour or so. What did you tell the team after all the warming up and everything? How did you kind of keep the, keep their mindset for the game? We just, you know, tried to keep it uh, as normal as possible. You know, anytime you get out of a routine, it, it always kind of gives you a hiccup. But we just, uh, we had already came off the field, or actually was uh, got done with our warm-ups and went in. And at that time, they said they're gonna, the lightning was just a couple miles from being where we had to be off the field. So they had already went ahead and backed it up 30 minutes from there. Uh, so, you know, we got off the field at 6.30. They backed it up to 7.30. So we just kind of let them get in the, in the uh, complex we were in, get off their feet, take their shoulder pads off, get some Gatorade, juice up, and hydrate. And, and we tried to meet a couple of times, two and three times, just to go over everything again. And they just keep backing it up, backing it up, backing it up. So I just pulled the team together and told them, you know, this is a distraction. You know, this is a chance for us to figure out a, a way to try to overcome adversity. You know, uh, kind of getting a wrench thrown in our plans. And it's just going to be a test to us on, on how we can overcome this. And kids did pretty well. I thought we'd come out, you know, uh, the first half and traded punches and played hard and, and didn't really uh, lose our mojo after after dealing with the weather delay. And we got out there transformer blue and we were in the dark for a little bit. But when we finally got going, uh, I thought we, uh, in the first half, we played pretty well. Well, Springville got the ball first and just very first possession. Didn't take them very long. They went up on you guys, but missed a uh, point after going for two. And uh, they were just leading 6-0. You guys seemed to settle in following that possession. And at one point, you guys even went up on top of Springdale 7-6, to uh, getting close to toward halftime. Almost was able to take the lead into the half, actually. We did. You know, they come out and scored in three plays. And uh, the first play was a was a, a pass interference, which that's kind of the second game in a row where our corners got turned around and got, got a flag. And then they ended up, uh, we had a miscommunication on coverage, and then uh, uh, they, they ended up, you know, scoring pretty quickly. Um, but we played well the rest of the, of the half, you know, making them drive the field. We had some big stops, even on their side of the field, and uh, came away with some big plays and, and uh, played, played pretty well, I thought, the first half. Well, one of my talking points last week was uh, wanting to see the improvement that we were going to see from week one to week two with your defense. And the first half, you guys were able to get some penetration. You guys were able to mess up that backfield and the offense on what uh, they were wanting to do. Uh, what were some of the successes that you were preaching to them at halftime? Because Springdale did go up late, so you guys were only down just by a few points. So what, what were you telling your defense at that point? You know, just keep making them snap it, um, trying to make them put drives together because we knew they would mess up. 
you know, we were getting pressure with bringing three and four guys so that we were doing a really good job being able to drop into coverage and bring minimal guys rushing. I thought Coach Marsh called a good first half, you know, mixing in some blitz and zone coverage and man coverage and, and just bringing guys from different angles and never really allowing, really allowing their offense to get comfortable. Uh, so we were just going to grow on that second half. We were going to probably throw in some more zone stuff uh, in the second half. But, you know, they kind of uh, – Seemed like they were always on the sh short field. You know, we were having to punt out of the end zone a couple of times, and we had some miscues in the kicking game, and and kind of gave them the short edge. So we never really, they never really had to drive the whole field because they were setting up inside the fifty. Well, and speaking of drives, uh, the offense, it seemed like the offense was clicking on certain possessions, but then they just seemed to sputter out as the as the drive was trying to get some momentum. They just kind of seemed to be stuck in a rut. What were some of the initial thoughts uh, following that game and what have you guys been working on this week? Well, you know, obviously Springdale had a really good defense. You know, Coach Hobbs is the defense coordinator there, Brad Hobbs, who took over at Charleston after I left. And he had a bunch, you know, he won him a couple of titles there with a great defense. Uh, he's, he's, he's a sound scheme guy. He's a very, very intense coach and, and does a really good job with the schemes. He did a good job bringing pressure and mixing things up and bringing guys from different different angles. And, and they had probably the, one of the best defensive players, and we'll see that's all year because he's one of the best 7A defensive players in the state. So uh, I thought that they did a good job scheme. We just, we're focusing on us again this week. We're focusing on our offensive line, you know, making contact and staying, staying hooked up, to, you know, past the whistle. Uh, our defensive guys tackling, you know, doing all the little things that you sh you're still teaching to seventh grade with your high school, you know, just trying to focus on the fundamentals. And when we get those things where we're uh, performing, you know, the, just the fundamental basic things, I think we can play at a higher rate of speed. Well, and speaking of playing at a higher rate of speed, uh, you guys were trying to get that uh, running game going again this week. Uh, what were some of the successes that you saw? Uh, I thought our, you know, I thought our, our quarterbacks did a good job running the ball. They they carried they had a lot of carries, you know, between both of them. Uh, you know, King Roseberry was, was ill during the game, so he was kind of sputtering on what he did. I thought Josh Davis came in well, uh, and then we, you know, we're still working on some other backs, some younger guys like Logan Cronister and Ben Henley, uh, getting some JV reps this week, trying to get them. But so we're trying to get three and four guys that can help us back there. Well, and it uh, seems that your offense, as far as passing, is coming along really good. You guys' uh, average uh, completion was about for nine and a half yards, so you guys are almost getting first down every time the quarterback's connecting with a receiver. So uh, what uh, additional development are you seeing out of that side of the ball at this point? You know, just, just keeping doing what we're doing. We, you know, we seven on seven all summer, so our passing game's been in for a while, but just taking care of the football and not you know, limiting the turnovers and not making bad decisions and putting the ball in jeopardy and things like that. And, you know, just cleaning up the things we're getting up front to make sure our quarterbacks have enough time to be back there and just give them some some uh, room to grow and, you know, and just, and just kind of develop and grow on the run. Well, let's go ahead and talk about our uh, Edward Jones Player of the Game, sponsored by the office of uh, Lyle Newton. And this week it uh, went to Logan Cronister. Uh, Logan stepped up for you uh, midway through the game due to uh, an injury on another player and really had some success on that. Uh, what was what were some of the things that you noticed and uh, what, what were your biggest takeaways with his performance on last Friday night? You know, Logan is a tough-nosed sophomore. Um, he did not start the game, but he entered in the game to, to work our uh, – Mike linebacker position, and I moved uh, Gabe or uh, Gabe Jensen over to Willie some, and then Gabe ended up breaking his collarbone. So my Crosser uh, was a Mike full time, but uh, he's just a you know you got to slow him down. He plays so hard and so fast. He's got one speed, 
and you love that about him because he's just so intense. And he, but sometimes it comes to hurt him just because he he overruns things. And so we're trying to still work on the fine tuning and getting get get talking about angles and taking read steps and playing misdirection and those things. And when he figures that out, he's going to be a great linebacker. But uh, he just plays so hard. He made the plays. He had you know had some good stats that night. Made a lot of tackles. Had a, had a, a turnover. You know, lots of different things and just uh, played great football. Well, and speaking of playing great football, uh, you guys have got another opportunity at home this upcoming Friday with uh, the Russellville Cyclones coming in to visit. Um, we know in years past that when these two squads have met up, it's always been a very back-and-forth game, sometimes can be very tight. There's usually not been uh, too many one-sided outcomes when these teams meet. So what are you expecting out of Russellville? I know they've got some uh, leftovers, as you told Jimmy, from their uh, state championship team from a few seasons back. So what, what are you prepping to the team and preaching to them this week? You know, uh, every time Ru uh, Russell and Alma played, always it's, it's been a field goal game. It's been a, you know, a close game with their plays back and forth. So it's always a quality opponent. And, again, this is our, our, our last week of non-conference playing quality opponents, I think, getting us ready for, for conference. But uh, they do have some guys that are – on their team that still remember the success they had as a state champion. They're a playoff team. You know, Coach Weaver is working on his second year there, uh, being with with these guys, and he's got a system in place and got some new assistants and things like that. But you know, they're a quality program. We play them every year in JV. The kids, the kids, you know, know their style of play and, and what they get every time we play them. It's always close, uh, but we're looking for for a, for a really good ball game here, and we're excited to be back at home. We want to play better at home this time than with the last time we were home, and it's, you know we're still searching for that first win. So it's going to be a big one. So I know you were talking to the team earlier as I was observing your practice. At you were telling and tell, speaking to them about how hard it is to get that very first win. So have they? What have you been noticing from your seniors as far as uh, the leadership to your underclassmen on being able to be motivated and getting ready for Friday to be able to really go after Russellville to get that first win of the season. Just working on practicing the setting, the, the the sense of urgency and, and getting the things done, getting on, you know, the way we practice. We're we're still in that mode. We're we're still got enough young guys or new guys that we're still working on that. Uh, I think we're getting better and better by each week, you know. I know the score didn't show it, but we were actually better against Spring Down. We were Van Buren, you know, in lots of areas. I, you know, moving the football, playing defense, getting lined up, making the calls, uh, cut down on penalties. Went from 14 penalties to to six. So we we were good in a lot of areas. Um, we just got to keep getting better, and that's that's what you have to do with the team where you have so many young faces. You know, we've we've got some experience on the offensive line, but everywhere else we've got some some young young guys back. Lots of juniors playing. Uh, you know, uh, in some of those key spots. So we just got to keep being a work in progress. We don't, you know, we realize we want to win a ball game right now, but we don't want to be playing our best ball week one and two and three. We want to be playing our best ball at the end of the season. And conference play is right around the corner, but they've got one more non-conference game with the Russellville Cyclones this upcoming Friday. Uh, Jeff Weaver is uh, taking over the program and has currently been implementing his coaching style into the system. Uh, so far this season, uh, Russellville is a very balanced team. Uh, they're averaging about 110 rushing yards per game to about 138 passing yards per game. Uh, overall, 249 total yardage. Uh, Alma is still trying to get their running game up and going. Uh, right now, they're averaging 82 point yards per game and passing 179, so almost right at 180. 
Um, total yardage, 262. Uh, tackles per game, Russellville has definitely been uh, a threat on defensively. They're very explosive. Um, they are very difficult to block coming off of the line. Uh, they have gotten uh, over 100, averaging over 100 tackles per game. Alma is sitting at just over 65 uh, sacks. They're almost mirror images of each other. They're, they're, uh, Russellville's averaging about two sacks per game. Alma has now bumped their average up to three and a half. And points per game, this is uh, going back to uh, what Coach Lockridge was just talking about in the interview, is that these are very close games. They're very, you know, field goal games typically. Uh, right now, if we just look at what the average points per game is, Russellville's averaging 17.5. Alma is averaging 20. So it looks to be setting up another traditional Alma-Russellville tight ball game on Friday night. Uh, some of the players that you want to look out for for Russellville, uh, just even just looking at what we've got going on, is Rhett Atkins. Um, Rhett is just really grown as a quarterback underneath this no-huddle scheme that Weaver's been implementing. Uh, he's definitely much more prepared than he was this time last season. Um, he's incredibly intelligent, uh, has been making really good decisions with the football. He's got a very strong arm, and Alma is going to have to implement a, a similar thing against, uh, like they did last week with Grant Allen, because Grant Allen is a very similar styled player. Uh, Rhett is averaging uh, 134 yards passing. Um, total, he's averaging about 166 yards per game. Rushing, you've got to keep an eye out for Cade England. Um, Cade is a very reliable running back as well and is just really able to be elusive if allowed to. And he's averaging about just over 60 yards per game rushing. Uh, tackles per game defensively, we'll need to keep an eye on Brian Vanilla Chavez. Um, just an all-league performer. Very explosive. Uh, again, just difficult to, difficult to block. He's just a bigger kid, um, but still very athletic. Sacks per game. Main one for them has been Titus Riley. Um, he, he's 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 kind of getting in there. He's being able to uh, break out some of what the offense is wanting to do, and is just very intelligent when it comes to the game. Um, loves football, contact, the weight room, uh, everything that you'd want out of someone. Just brings their lunch pail and is ready to go at it. And for Alma, most of it's not changed since last week. Uh, Keegan Roseberry is still our leading rusher with uh, rushing yards per game, sitting right at 30. He's above the national average. Uh, Tanner Shelton, uh, passing yards per game, he's sitting at 92. Total yards, Tanner's at uh, 111. Tackles per game, defensively, Colton Bowerman. Uh, he is getting nine tackles per game on average, uh, definitely above the national average, which is uh, at 3.4, so he is doing exceptionally well. Uh, so far this season, sacks per game is uh, Karsten Bonneau. He's uh, at least getting uh, one sack per game, so hopefully that trend will continue going into uh, Friday night. And uh, our points per game players you need to watch out for are uh, Grayson Bailey for the Airedales. He's, he's been our go-to wide receiver, has been a reliable receiver so far. 
and has just got a good understanding of the scheme and the game and just loves football, has a world of potential going into this game. And I'm really curious again to see how the defense will respond following the uh, third quarter that Springdale was able to have against Alma. Uh, You know, the thing about it is, is that the defense is athletic. They've got very good ball skills, and they definitely have something to prove. Uh, They've had some opportunity to put on some weight and really be able to get the right reads from Russellville when they take the field and just need to make sure that the uh, captains on defense are quick on leadership and being able to get the other players and the younger players in the right position to be able to have success. Uh, You know, Russellville, you know, they're in the second year with uh, Coach Weaver. They've got an overall improved team strength. And I I really believe that this will be a a tighter game than what we've uh, seen over the last few weeks. Uh, I just see pieces getting moved around and I'm seeing things in place. So if uh, the Airedales can come out on Friday night and really put everything together, it's going to be a very potent offense with a very potent defense. Uh, it'll be a really good chemical mixture. It's something that this team has just been missing because there's been flashes of it, but it just has not been consistent enough to be able to let them get that first win of the season and really seize that opportunity. So hopefully come Friday night, we'll see a really exciting football game. It'll be a back and forth game in my mind. And uh, honestly, it may very well come down to who has the ball last possession in the fourth quarter that will end up winning this football game. So make arrangements if you already haven't to be able to come out to this game. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. Pending any uh, weather delays or power outages uh, for those of you that were at Springdale with us last Friday night. So uh, hopefully uh, no additional occurrences. Hopefully this thing will kick off right on time and not be a uh, late night for anybody. And I hope to see you all there. And as always, guys, go Airedales.